Welcome to the Feld Podcast. We are back and we have a great guest. If you haven't done push-ups today, I just I want to recommend that you go ahead and knock those out real quick. If not, you're not going to feel comfortable in this interview. I got my man. I know him as Cuatin. If you don't know Spanish, that means twin, but he goes by Armando Chavez and he does fitness. I appreciate you coming. Coming. You came to my show. I appreciate you inviting you coming and finding me and getting me to come here no man i, I appreciate you me and armando got a lot of a lot of history i met him when he was a little kid we, we've been friends since we were little kids and today he's he's a grown man he's lived a lot of life he's doing a lot of good he's helping people you know stay fit understand fitness armando how you doing today i'm good man i appreciate you having me on this is actually my first actual podcast that i've done i love it man so this is kind of you're kind of breaking me in on this. I I actually wanted to do this at some point, but yeah. not necessarily myself being a host, but going on and actually speaking on what we're, what we're talking to talk about today. Did you did you do some sit ups just now while we were t- like you're sweating? Did are you well, nervous? Crunches. You, you need a you know you need all a kinds of stuff. Or is it just ner- Are you just nervous? <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous. Nah, you I'm can just, hear it in my voice. No. You're doing good, man. Here we go. So, dude. A lot has happened in our lives, man, and and uh, you know I see you uh, on on uh, Instagram, and and I know that you're doing training, and you're motiv- motivating people to stay healthy. How's that going, man? How, how's your journey been? The journey's been it's been wild, man. It's uh, you know if you know everybody knows about COVID and everything getting mm-hmm. shut down, so that our industry got hit real big. Yeah, um, you know the government literally shut down every gym in the entire United States. Yeah, so. Uh, my brand, uh, Integra Training, started because of the pandemic, Got actually. It. So we started online coaching and then um, went from there and, and broke out into doing, you know, one-on-one as well. Yeah. I I trained with him a, a little bit, me and my wife, and I, I just told him, bro, like, we were friends, but you know, not no more, man. Like you're, you're beating me up. Like you're, you're, you know, mentally you're like, you're hurting me and my body hurts. <laughs> now that time that, that we were with you, man, it was so good. Like you taught us so much and, and you made us feel so comfortable. And, and I felt like that. we were on the right track and, you know, we were, we were doing what you were telling us, but then, you know, we fell off some, some life things happened, and we, um, like a lot of people, uh, have failed at our fitness, bro. Like fitness is, I think it's one of the biggest challenges that people have just in the world. Well, maybe is. not in the world. Let me just I mean, it's tough. here in the U.S. for sure. And talk to me about when you started. Now, I know because I know you that you started running like 5Ks, 10Ks when you were like. I was literally six years old. You were six years old. You were like winning races left and right. Like you would run to the race and then you would run home. I don't know what is in your blood, but it's some good genes. So your fitness life started a long time ago, but when did it become, when did you start seeing it as maybe a passion or maybe like a future for you? Well, you know, I actually got inspired. You know, you say, you talk about the, uh, the me running and everything. And the first person who really inspired me to just do anything fitness was my, you know, um, elementary school um, PE teacher, mm-hmm. you know, Miss Smith, she was actually a marathon runner. Wow. And so she was a teacher, but she, I mean, she was in great shape. I didn't know anything about running at the time, but, yeah. but obviously I mean, I'll being a little kid. She started an after school running program and my, you know, I'm the youngest of six. 
So all my brothers and my sisters before me, you know, they were doing it already. So I just kind of uh, looked yeah, up yeah. at them and, you know, you see, you know, you do what you see, right? Yeah. And, you know, my biggest inspirations were my, what was my family. So I'm going to do what they, you know, what they do. Yeah. You know? And when did, okay, so you do it, you're running and then you're playing sports w- when you're little. So physical activity is is a part of your life and you never let it go. And so, you you know, then it led into fitness and what you're doing Along the way, when did you finally commit? And you know, when you went to to school and you said, "This is what I want to do." What what brought you yeah, to that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, in high school and everything, played baseball, all all the different types of sports, wrestling and all that. And I was always into working out, but I wasn't necessarily into like helping others become fit, right? Yeah. So the the question is, you know, how did how did that even come about? Yeah. Well, you know, when I went to college, I actually switched my major like five times right so i literally <laughs> Do you remember the 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 changes yeah yeah my first you know what's funny we're on a podcast right uh-huh my very first uh major i ra- I, I was radio television and film <laughs> which is crazy right yeah. oh yeah so I'm, I'm sitting here i've never done a podcast before but you know that was actually my first major there you go and you know what it, Kid Craddock from Kiss FM was kind of like the Me the too. big the big name, right? Absolutely. And so I was like, man, I would love to do that. Yeah, that's like a cool job, like just yeah, talk to people and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to do that, but then I got into the classes, and I'm terrible with technology. Like, got it. like and I was literally, a, and, and I'm not kidding long, you. It was a long time ago, so it wasn't even like technology now, right? It was just. Yeah, it was I prehistoric. Guess, I guess it was just intimidating. Okay, and so you changed from communications, and then you what? Went, what what took, next thing? Was next? next thing was business because that's what everybody does. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. regular general business. And I, again, I started taking classes. I'm like, man, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Business mm-hmm. marketing. I felt like, okay, I think I'm, I have a decent personality. I can talk to people. Yada yeah. yada yada. And I, again, I just I thought it was boring to me. Mm-hmm. But but mind you, at the same time, I'm tr- I'm going to the gym. I'm working out. Yeah. And then I see people like training with other, you know, training with people. Yeah. I see actual trainers helping other people. And then that's literally when it kind of clicked. Like, man, they're doing that and they're getting paid. Yeah. To, I, I thought it was you're getting paid to work out, right? People say, oh, well, you're a personal trainer. Yo, you get paid to work out. Yeah, yeah. When in reality, no, you get paid to help other people get into great shape and change their lives, right? And that's where kind of it dawned on me. I saw people changing. I saw uh, actually a few friends of mine that were in school. They started asking me questions. Hey, man, you're in shape. Can you help me? And I was like, man, I would love to help you. I would really love to help you. And then that's kind of how it blossomed into what it is now. And when around what time did you start competing? Because I remember watching you. You were like, like you were so like, were you were you ever at zero percent body fat? How close were you to that? The the closest I ever got was like three percent, three percent, which okay. is is very lean. Like three percent, three percent is pretty, pretty yeah, that's pretty, pretty lean. lean. I remember that time because you were posting. What were you competing in? What were? Tell me about that that little time in your life. Right. So I got a, I got out of high school, went to college, graduated. I've, you know, my majored in health promotion and kinesiology. And then I started my first training job, right? So I was working downtown Fort Worth uh, at a club called Larry North Fitness. Uh, it was kind of like an upscale, you know, high-end gym. All and, I know is they had red equipment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so, is that the but, right one? Yeah, that's the one. And 
um, one of the guys that worked there was a massage therapist. His name's mm-hmm. Kurt Ray. Guys, one of the top massage therapists in the country. He works with Team USA, like big big name guy, right? Yeah. And he was like, "Man, you should really you should you have a good look, right?" <laughs> But by the way, let me just put a disclaimer here. Like Armando, could <laughs> I knew have been, you were going to buzz that. Armando could have just—he could just be a model, or he—he he does fitness. But anyways, I'll post pictures. Armando's. Well, anyways, I'm a little mad. I'm not. I'm not looking at him during this interview. Okay, this is oh, over the radio. I'm joking. I'm joking. Go ahead. Go ahead. So you meet this guy, and he's doing something. He introduces you. He says, "You you could compete or do this." Yeah. So he, he's like, "Man." You should you should look into this and um I never even thought about doing, you know, quote unquote bodybuilding, right? Yeah. This guy was he was a massage therapist. He he actually massaged Ronnie Coleman, which oh, is the eight-time Mr. Olympia, if you know anything oh, about yeah. that. He's that's the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. Yeah. And he had nothing but professional bodybuilders coming into his gym uh and getting massages and they're like, "Well, there's a new division coming out." And I was like, what? Because I didn't want to, you know, take steroids, right? I didn't want, I, I wanted to look fit, but I didn't want to get that big. Like, those guys are like monsters, right? Yeah, yeah. And the division, it was called Men's Physique, had never come out before. If, if Now, if you know now, it is blown up into this global thing. So everyone doesn't have to be huge and bulky. Now there's They that, look that. more like really fit, like, you know, like a guy who runs track. Yeah, yeah. Like just really shredded, you know, sprinter, like a sprinter body. Yeah, right? yeah. Not a long distance runner, but a, somebody, they look very muscular. M- and must, be lo- hard, must be hard. It must was very hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. So I got to Talk to me about getting into that. What were the first things you had to maybe learn? Where was your confidence as far as doing it? And how fast did like some reality set in and you had to start readjusting and say, you know what, I need to improve in this area if I really want to take this serious. Yeah. So yeah, I, I worked out, but I, I was terrible with my nutrition. Yeah. I, I was like, you know, the the typical person, you know, you work out, but eh, you know, you have McDonald's here and you have fast food. And you know, when you get to that level, it's like a whole nother level of calculation you have to have. And yeah, it, it was hard, man. Like I was like, at many times, you know, throughout the process of doing that, you want to quit. You oh. literally want to quit because you're so tired. You're training, you know, sometimes two, three hours a day. Wow. You know, tw- you know, tw- two a days, you know, for, you know, 10 weeks straight, stuff like that, just to try to get the body fat down. But it was, it was really hard. And it was one of those things that I, I think it makes you have another, another, gets you to another level of, how would I say it? Like, you 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 don't know where you're going, yeah. But you know that you can't give up, right? I wanted to win because if I'm going to do something, I want to be the best at it. Okay, so what was the best that you placed? Um, what what did and what did that teach you? Because you know, in competitions like that and like running, you can't always win. Like, there, there's going to be there's going to be one winner, but a lot of people competing competing that on a, on a on their good day they could have won. What was the highest you placed, and how did you feel about that? So, this is gonna, this is gonna suck for you, but <laughs> so my very first competition. This, th- this interview is officially over. No, go ahead. First, no, the first very, one, the yes. very very first competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the very first men's physique competition ever in the history of the sport mm-hmm. was here in Texas. Um, what was it called? 
it, Men's Physique International, Texas. No, it, I man, I don't even remember. You remember? It's the, okay. I don't forget. remember the name. Okay, but anyway, go ahead. Just, so just the, the division had never been, had not been created yet. Yeah. So people were actually trying to figure out what they wanted the look to be. Ah. So I had bodybuilders that were like you know two you know two hundred fifty pounds, three hundred pounds that were competing against me. There was no height classes. Ah, so yes, yes. you had this huge spectrum of different types of physiques that were on stage. Yeah. And I came in first place. <laughs> <laughs> so I did end up winning the show, um, but I made a massive failure mistake after that show. Right. And the reason I made this huge, huge mistake was I did not know, you know, once you're, when you do these competitions, you just can't go back to eating regular food. Yeah. Like I right mean, away. You had to, what? Well, okay. We'll get into that as soon as you win and then you went to McDonald's or whatever happened. I don't know. But when you're losing and competing, when you're losing body fat, let's just say you're at, I don't even know, it's 30, a ridiculous number that people have 30% body fat, 40%, that big? That's, yeah, that's okay. a, that's pretty So losing. Normal. So let's just say going from 30 to 20, right? What are the challenges and difficulty there compared to when you're at five and you're trying to get to zero or as close as you can to zero. What are some of the differences between those? Because I feel like you got to be burning. Your body's got to be burning a lot higher temperature when you're lower than it is when, when it's in the, you know, going down from right. 30 on the way down. So the difference between the two is usually if you're at a higher body fat percentage, you're you're t- just you're out of shape. Yeah. You're way out of shape. Mm-hmm. So your ability to, to lose body fat is actually pretty high, but you just don't have the energy behind it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Versus when you're, you know, 5% trying to get to 3%, you have actually still not as much energy, but you feel more fit, if that makes sense. So if you're, if you're trying no, to. No, I, I don't know. What that, <laughs> I've never been at 3% yeah, body so, fat, but I'm going to believe you. Okay. How about no, so that? That, that's, that's the difficult part is. You know, you don't have any endurance when you're when you're way out of shape. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you just don't have any endurance. Yeah, right. And when you're in shape, you do have endurance. So that's yeah. kind of the kind of the nutshell. Got it. So you win first, and you've won a lot of stuff. Let me just clarify for those of you listening. And and the, you know, I understand the premise of this show is the Feld Podcast. Armando is very driven and focused. And, you know, sometimes you just have some God-given abilities and, and then you have the mentality to kind of match that. And so when you, you know, he chose fitness and he's been running for a long time and he's tall and he's handsome and he has colored eyes and he won his first, <laughs> whatever, okay? But that's all good things. But the reason it's important that I want people to kind of listen into what we're talking about is, yeah, People can be on the track for a long time, and it sets up their confidence in a different way than, let's say, someone that has a lot of speed bumps, right? So you're about to say how you kind of fell off after you won your first, um, what was it? The, it's called the Mr. Men's, Physi- Physique. Men's Physique. And there was a challenge that happened after that. And I, I just, I'm curious how you learn or how you handle failures when things tend to kind of go your way, right? And so... Those I don't know. I feel like you it would t- you would take it harder. I feel like it, the progression to come out of it will be a little bit different as opposed to someone that just fails all the time. So tell me how you fell off and what what failure that was, and then we'll get into what you learned. So r- immediately following this 
show, right? I, I, again, I had never been this lean before ever. So right after the show, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate, right? Just like anybody else. When they win something, man, I'm going to go celebrate. I'm going to have a good time. And what ended up happening was I had like probably like six margaritas mm-hmm. and I, I don't even know how many shots of liquor and beer and all Boy, that. that went straight to the blood. No, but what ends up happening when you're that low, uh-huh. like your body just swells up like a balloon. Like really? literally, yeah, if it like it swells up so bad, like it's like this edema that happens. And it literally looked like I had like, you know, you you, you know, the cankles. Yeah. Right? So just so, my whole body was. And just you were swelling. out with people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my yeah. gosh, what is happening to Armando? He's becoming normal. <laughs> No, it w- it was crazy because like I I was scared. Yeah. Oh yeah, no one told you. Nobody told me. I was just like, hey, I'm gonna go celebrate. And then my friends were like, yeah, you just need to keep doing this. And I just kept tossing them back and tossing them back. <laughs> and when you're when you're low body fat, you get a little tipsy real quick. Yeah, yeah. Because I was I hadn't drank, you know, in I it had been like at least. I think it was like five months. Yeah, yeah, because you're training. And tr- quote, unquote, like p- people think, you know, when you're in fitness, like, oh, you don't have any alcohol. Right? Yeah. But we're human too, yeah. right? Me and you, you know, if you're going to have a drink, that's fine. But I didn't know, you know, celebrating was going to be that big of a deal. Oh, man. And man, I got, yeah, I went, I actually went to the hospital and got checked out and they were like, what happened to you? And I told them what I did. Yeah. And yeah, I was like. I just won uh, Mr. Physique yeah, like, and, like 10 hours ago. And literally, yeah, it looked like like everything, all my hard work would just literally thrown out the window. <laughs> so, Okay, so tell, tell me what you learned, okay? Because I, what I see here is that an individual will invest a lot of time into doing something, accomplishing something in their life, but then they don't know once they obtain that success or what happens after they reach their goal, right? here comes the understanding and maintenance so after you made that mistake did it shift the way that you were gonna train and and learn and then decide like i'm I'm gonna do this and but i'm gonna have to kind of do a little more research yeah i, I would i definitely did my research after that because i did not want that to happen yeah and at this at the same time i was thinking to myself like man i don't think i i, I don't think this is healthy like this was, you know, I, I got into this because I wanted to help people and I wanted to be, mm. you know, and going that deep into it. Yeah. Like when you go that low, it's actually not healthy. When Once you, which is kind of crazy to say, right? Yeah, yeah. So you go below 5%, 6%. Okay. I got to worry about that, but sustain, I'm, I hear you. I your hear body you. cannot sustain that long term. And that actually yeah. will start to break down your body. Like, so what's a good percent? What's a healthy percentage for you know someone that will obviously you know they don't want to have a heart attack. You know they want to have good blood pressure. Where do you, where do you want to be percentage wise? I would say like ten percent. Yeah, is like a good like you know they say oh well man I want a dad bod. You mm-hmm. know where are you I'm, at I'm right th- now? I'm thirty eight right now, so you know I'm in the dad bod stage, uh-huh. right? So people. <laughs> People that are my age that went to high school, you know, I graduated O two. Yeah. Um, you know, their their fathers, they're, you know, they're you know, working their jobs, mm-hmm. they're in their careers and stuff. They wanna be not super, you know, superhero look. Mm-hmm. They just want to they want other people to look at them and be like, Man, that guy that guy looks like he works out. 
Yeah, that's, you know, that's what they want. You, they don't. They don't want. I don't think you understand the definition of of dad bod because you don't have a dad bod. Okay, I have a dad bod. Like I look like your dad, bro. You look like like you would be my <laughs> son. Okay. So, anyways, let me continue. And if you're listening, I'm just having fun. Armando's my buddy, and I, I know his family <laughs> and stuff. And so, anyways, okay. So, so you do that, and you're here in Fort Worth. You end up moving to Florida, right? Why did you what how what happened there? Why did you make that shift? And then we're going to get into what your career path that took place while you were in Florida. For sure. So I was I was working uh I was working downtown. I had been at that job for I think 6 years at the time and I decided um I wanted to test myself, right? So anytime you want to do something, I've always been like you know, goal driven. I had a, a another trainer in there who was a private contractor and he had gotten an investor to help him build a gym. And this guy was like, Hey, I got this business opportunity. I want, I want you to be a part of it. And I was like, you know what? Florida sounds kind of nice. Yeah. And so, uh, I decided, I was like, you know what? Let me, let me do something different. So yeah, packed the stuff up, moved, moved to Florida. Orlando, Florida is where I ended up. And you went by yourself. I went solo. Yeah. Well, I mean, other than other than the guy that I knew, yeah. but I didn't know anybody else. Like I had no family there, no no nothing. And so you were going over and there. And I was homesick. Yeah, yeah. And how long did, how long were you over there? I was there for 6 years. 6 a long years. Time. So the investment happened. You opened a gym. Yep. Okay. Talk to me about you took a little business and you didn't feel like, you know, eh, maybe that's not my thing, but all of a sudden here in, in this part of your life you find yourself having to learn and do business. What were some of the positives? And I know that this business deal kind of takes a bad turn. We're going to get into that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that fail and what you learned from it. And then we're going to jump into why you're better today because of it. So what one did it, tell me about the glory days and then the storm that was brewing. And then, you know, finally it, it landed. Yeah. So, Moved out there. I was so gung-ho to open this thing up. You know, I wanted, you know, something that I could call mine, right? So we go in there. Um, so the discussion was, hey, you're going to, you know, you can have part ownership. Meanwhile, you know, later on down the road, I didn't sign any contracts. I didn't sign any of this stuff. I was doing it because he was a, a, a friend of mine. You knew him. And I knew him. Like, he, like wow. I hung out with this guy for yeah. long periods of time. For years, you know, working side by side and then boom, it something happens. But, you know, the glory days of it was, you know, I'm learning, you know, how to how to do the business, like how to start it from ground zero. Like we went into a mall. Right. So everybody knows in 2022 malls are dying. The malls yeah. are closing left and right. This space that we found uh, was in a very high income area and we got it for dirt cheap the space was dirt cheap. And so we were like, you know what, this is going to be a great deal because we're going to pay nothing on rent. Yeah. And it blew up. You know, we, we went there, you know, I was the head of training programming. So I hired a bunch of trainers. What were we some had, of the, give me some of the numbers uh, as far as like how many trainers, how many people were working out there? What did it, what did it look oh, like? Oh yeah. So we, we had, again, about at the top, top, we had about 15 trainers, um, about 5,000 members, you know, paying about roughly $50 a month. So we were doing a lot in revenue, a um, few million in revenue. So we yeah. were just in training alone. We we're doing about 70 to 80,000 a month 
wow. in in training revenue. So that's that's for this ind- for fitness industry that's pretty pretty dang good. So you're felt winning. Like I was on top of the world. Yeah, you were winning. Like it felt good. Like you yeah, felt, felt like felt man, great. this was it. Yeah. There's one part that I want to mention here. Okay, so in life, relationships, man, they they're so valuable. Having good friends, you know, having a good relationship with your family and stuff. It, you, you don't you don't realize how much you need that until something very bad happens, and then you got to yeah. lean on what made you. But I want to focus in on this relationship that you had with this guy who you obviously trusted. He was a good friend of yours. You did it all by a handshake, and that's all representative of how much confidence you had in him and he had in you. Now, whenever there's relationship fails in people's life, whether it be in business or uh, romantically, whatever, it has a big side effect on people. It can really throw you for a loop. How did the break that break in that relationship and that trust? How did it how did it affect you as far as how you like did you leave and say, Man, I'm never going into business with anyone? I don't trust like what did it do to you mentally? Well, mentally, yeah, man, I, I was super hurt. Like I was like, Man, I can't, I can't believe someone would do this to me. Like, especially somebody that like that was my boy, you know. Absolutely. Just, you know, very, very close. You know, I was one of the best men in his wedding. Like, mm. that's how close we were. Yeah. It wasn't just like a, you know, someone that was random. Like, it was a very close friend. And, it, you know, to me, it was like, man, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I can trust anyone, right? Like, you know, what are people's motives? But, you know, I look at the failure. I'm like, and at the time when, when the whole thing was burning down, like, I blamed I blamed him. Yeah. I like, man, why are you doing this to me? And, you know, and I started to think like from a place of like empathy. Yeah. Right. So I started to be like, you know what? Like, what is he, what's going on so bad in his life that he can screw me over? Yeah. But, you know, like at at the end of the day, I was, I, I tried to figure out like, what did, what was, what were the things that I did wrong? I did something like there was something that I did that maybe didn't set this up right. And we do you know what did you examine yourself and were you able to pinpoint a few things? Yeah, yeah. Like I felt like number one, you know, I didn't really I didn't really know business in a way where I could be like, Okay, I need to have formal contracts and I had need to have an attorney and I need to sign all this paperwork. Like, I just thought it was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't do my homework on it. And, you know, when I, when I'm investing this money in, like, this was money that I had my whole, you know, my whole life savings pretty much. Yeah. Like, boom, just. So you, know. you jumped in with money. He, they jumped in with money. But he, this guy didn't jump in with money. He, he had gotten an investor. So God. he didn't risk anything on his end. Oof. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, yeah. he didn't literally lose anything per se. I'm really the one who lost in that in that particular setup. So you so you lost a friend. You lost you know something that's that's a good thing. And then on top of that, you had to come to terms with losing some money. Okay? The other day I had an interview and this guy inherited like over $100,000 and he said, "Man, I'm going to flip it and I'm going to I'm going to create, he ended up losing all of it. And Oof. he, and so he had to start from the bottom and it was a rough climb up. Right. And so, yeah. but it seems like people, 
that succeed and driven, they kind of have to go down this path. Like the, the, there's a purpose be, behind our failures. Now, if we were all perfect, then, you know, it, I don't know what that would produce. But so you lose your investment and you already feel like you made a mistake. You, you read this guy wrong. How do you feel when you have when you have to leave or as this is falling apart and you have to say, I'm going to be OK with losing uh, and leaving with nothing or very little? Yeah, I was, I was, again, I was devastated. And when I was leaving, it was, you know, they were actually trying to push me out of the company. Yeah. They were were like, Hey man, you know, you know, we don't want you here. Like it it was like telling me that without telling me that, you know, not showing that, you know, I was always the one running the day to day stuff. But when somebody else who's not showing up is the other person in charge and that leaves you Hmm. in charge that kind of was again one of those things that made it just that much worse. Yeah. And you know, coming to terms with, man, I'm going to this is not going to work. Like I just felt like at the end of the day like I for for my own peace, you know, I just can't be around toxic people anymore. And that's yeah. what really at the end of the day like I didn't want to be around the negative energy that was, you know, you could walk in, yeah, you know, you walk into a room oh, and it's yeah. a negative energy in the room. Man, you could feel it. So how when you started, when did that start developing? When did that negative energy, when did it finally flip, man, from it being good and you were on this journey and success is in your future, you're going to make all this money? You you said you were there for seven years. How many years into it did, did that start happening? So, you know, when the, when the gym had opened, um, it was honestly, it was within the first year mm. that things to, I started to kind of see some stuff. Yeah. So I started to see, I started to see this person and the wife, you know, with brand new cars. Mm. And I was like, meanwhile, you know, the reason, one of the main reasons I even invested the money was because they said that, you know, it wasn't going as good as it was. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I put this money into that and then I turn around and see mm. them, you know, living a life of luxury. Yeah. It that to me, it, I was listening, and then I started asking questions, and then it started getting sh- you know shot down. Oh well, you can get your investment money um, as soon as we make X, Y, and Z, and it was kind of like, okay, well, I kind of have to be here now. Otherwise, if I leave now, then I'm gonna just lose because I did get some of my investment money back. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I lost everything, but I had to be there for a very long time. In a place that I didn't want to be, even though I love fitness, I didn't like the fact that they were exploiting me. Yeah, dude. And it's so crazy. Having a passion for something, but then you, then there's always a business side. Then there's, there's partnerships that are attached to that passion. You always have to work with individuals. What have you learned about to get a read on people's character? How were you? You were obviously a little naive stepping into that. How is the Armando now? Whenever you uh, are approached, you know, because I you're doing good things, you're having success, and you're growing. And I'm sure that people tell you, "Dude, let's do this, let's do that." I got money. How how, how do you process that now, considering what you went through? Well, now the way I process it, I I really try to get down and to kind of like the the underlying you know why are they doing it Mm -hmm. why are they coming to me for this right my my approach has always been 
Like if if we can help each other mutually, then hey, let's let, let's try to make it work. But at the end of the day, like I have to be able to trust. Yeah. Like the trust has got to be there and build trust. Like now it's, it's harder, man. It's, it's harder to trust because, you know, people have their own set of things that that's going to make them tick. Yeah. And so I have to be more aware of, you know, what are your real motives? If, are your motives genuine or mean you on the same page on that? Um, and so, now in terms of what we're doing now, like me and my wife, well, obviously I'm going to trust my wife. Yeah. I better trust my wife. Absolutely. So, you know, me and her, you know, you know, we've been looking to expand and do, th- do more things, but now it's really more about like, how can we mutually benefit? And it, there's just a lot more, you know, red tape that has to go on uh, for, for me to just go ahead and do it. Like yeah. I, I can't just jump in and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it now. It has to be like, they have to have a strategy. Like they have to tell me like, Hey, these are the things that I'm doing. These are the, these are the ways that I'm going to make this work. But if I can't, if I can't come to terms with what they're saying, then I'll just politely bow out. So that's one of the lessons that comes out from this failure is that you have to slow down. You can't let passion be the one driving. You have to like have some common sense and ask the right questions. And that's what a lot of people miss in the beginning yeah. is that their passion just says, just jump in all the way. And it can be tough. And I'm glad that you came out of it. And so now you're leaving Florida. How long did it take for you to just say, I'm, I'm going to pack it up and go? But I also, since you mentioned your wife, that was the one good thing. That was the silver lining. That came out from Florida, and now she's a Texas girl, right? She might be a little upset at you. She might want to be going back to Florida, but I understand. <laughs> so you met your wife over there. Did she meet you when you were in a in a dark like when you were fighting it out and just like you know they were treating you bad or did you meet her when you were like on the up and up how did that happen how did she help you to get strength to walk away and then come back home Yeah she so I I met her on the way up right yeah. so uh when it, when the gym had opened up um one of the people that actually worked there that was you know doing membership sales like she knew her I was new to the city. I didn't know anybody. And she's like, hey, I got this girl. You know, she's fit. My wife's fit too. Sorry, guys. She's <laughs> So she's fit. She's, she works out. I was going to say a joke. Continue, continue. But uh, I mean, okay, let me stop because we're, we're laughing a lot. People are going to think they're so annoying. Armando's my friend, man. I I love him and I, I love his family. Okay, like and and they're they're both like committed. Not only are they fit, but they're committed to helping people be fit, and they really do care about the heart. Whenever me and Monica were there, I mean, dude, you you showed love to me and her, and we, we you know even to now we're appreciative of what you taught us. And so yeah. Armando's got passion and heart, and and we're just kind of we're just comfortable with each other, so we're just riff raffing a little bit. So you meet your wife, you know, someone hooks you up, and and then what? And then how does that go? And now she's with you. It sounds like she's with you in the good, and she goes through it yeah. when it gets bad. And she's going through with me when it's bad, and and you know. Since I don't have anybody there to to talk to, I mean, obviously I have my family, but they're not there, yeah. right? I can call my brothers, I can call my sister, I can call my mom, I can call my call my dad, 
but they're not there in the grease, so mm-hmm. to speak, with me. Oh, yeah. So she's there on the daily. She's seeing the stuff. And, you know, she's, you know, telling me to, hey, like, if, if this is something you want to do, like, leave, then I'm going to totally support that, you know. And it, I, I didn't, I didn't want to fail because the thing is, is I didn't want to fail. So you were trying to save it. I was this trying thing. to save it, man. I was trying to even even you know getting, you know, screwed over on everything. I was still in the back of my mind I wanted to I still wanted to find for, a way to make it work. Make it work. I I mean, you know, maybe at some point water would go under the bridge and and it, we would, you know, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't oh. endure and she was the rock. Yeah. She was literally the rock. She she was the one making sure that you know, when I came home and I was frustrated, you know, she could calm me down and, you know, I could vent to her about stuff. And if it wasn't for her, like, I don't know, I I, I don't know. You've been in a dark place. I would have been in a, a much darker place. And I felt like I was, you know, in in a place where I could manage, but not, you know, I, I couldn't speak out the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, you know, when, when you know so much information about something, like I could have went out and smeared this guy's name yeah. all over the place, you know, but I didn't do it mm. right. My, you know, my character, you know, I, I, I'm not going to do that to somebody. Yeah. I'm going to, if I'm not wanted somewhere, I'm just going to go and I'm going to leave. I'm not, I'm not the one to mm. be vengeful and you know, I'm not going to go slash somebody's tires. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that. Now. You know, your wife, she was obviously your girlfriend at that time, fiance. She was there for you. Now, for people listening that have a significant other in their life, that that person doesn't know how important their role is whenever we're going through our fail, right? Because we yeah, try to yeah. disguise it. We got to be the bigger man, woman, whatever. We just got to no, I'm confident and all this stuff. And you know how that, that can kind of, it can keep them from, being able to help you because we're trying to be stronger than we really are. What are some things that you would thank her for that she did during those times? The reason I'm asking that is because right now there's someone listening who is a spouse or a significant other to somebody who's going through a failure right now that could really lead to a bad spot and they want to do something. They want to help. What's something that you're just really thankful to your wife now for something she did back then? Well, the main thing is just I honestly was it was being there to hear to hear my to hear all the crap that was going on yeah there, right being able to have that listening ear and be understanding of you know where I was at and knowing you know that I wanted to be in a better place, but that you know at the time i you know it, it wasn't it wasn't available at the time. She was getting me through and and being just understanding about what was going on and helping me make decisions about moving forward. That that was that was the big thing. Like if it wasn't for her being able to do that, like you know, I I, I don't know what I would have done. I I think I probably would have quit a lot sooner. Yeah. Um but in the same token for her, it made it to where I didn't. I didn't feel like she was. Um, she was against me. Like I think a lot of times when when you're going through something, you know, you you know, 
there's positives and negatives about what's going on. Yeah. She was very, you know, analytical about what was going on. Like she was the one who kind of got me to like, understand like, Hey, Hey, I know this happened, you know, but you know, what, what can we do about it now? Like what are we, you know, she was really the one who said, said, let's not look back and just build on what already happened. She's looking forward and saying what, but what now, what now, what's next? Yeah. Cause I was just stuck on, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. And you know, when you fall down, you know, when you fail, you get, you know, you fail many times, you know, you could just lay down on the ground and just let, you know, the failures just keep pushing you down yeah. or you can get back up, you know, or, you know, a lot of times, and I've seen this before too, you know, someone fails and they don't learn from their mistake, mm. right? They don't learn from their, and they just jump back into something else. It, it, it's just like in relationships, like somebody who breaks, they don't want to be alone, right? Yeah. They, they break up with somebody and they're literally in a relationship the very next day. They never learn anything. Yeah. Like I felt like had I just left right away and then just, I wouldn't have learned. I wouldn't have learned. I would have just, oh, well, now I'm just going to go do something else with somebody else. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm going to go to start another thing to show this person and be vengeful about it. And that be the motivating factor behind me doing it versus what we're doing now. My motivating factor for starting Integra Training was to help people. Right. And I could help people nationwide. She can help. Uh, we're me and my wife do it together and it's really about helping not looking back and and seeing all the the failures but being able to learn from those failures and i feel like that's i think that's what really saved us is learning from that not just jumping in and failing but actually learning from that mistake now obviously you you fall head over heels for her you know she ends up being the one and you end up getting married in Florida, right? And mm-hmm. then what walk me through, you know, how you felt having her next to you, knowing that not she was your support group during a, a, a very dark time, but now now you're strong together and y'all gotta come to the decision to leave or to stay. Like wh- what what was that conversation like? Are we gonna fight back in Florida or are we gonna rebuild in Texas? So the main thing that happened was if we're going to, if we're going to stay here, like we need to, we need to leave, but start our own thing here. Um, I wanted to be close to my family here in Texas and, you know, I had been gone for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, we came to the decision like, Hey, like we, we can either stay here or we can leave. But staying didn't necessarily mean staying with the company, staying, staying there, you know, we could stay and, you know, get another, you know, quote unquote, just another job. Yeah. Right. So me being, you know, where I'm at and, you know, you know, finally doing something for myself, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed the, the entrepreneurship of, you know, not necessarily working for someone else, you know, working for myself and that, I, I don't think I had that played in I think that made a, a bigger impact on me me wanting to stay because I wanted to make it work but at the same time I was like man if I'm going to do this for somebody else why don't we just do it for ourselves yeah and we can do it from wherever so we didn't necessarily have to leave Florida to do it but we chose you know obviously to come you know to be closer to family I think 
right now we're in a spot where, you know, we, we could, we could technically, we could go back to Florida. Yeah. Um, but she's, you know, all her family's there. So that's always actually open that, you know, she's probably going to listen to this podcast. You're like, Hey, let's move back. (laughs) But those, you know, those are the things that I feel like make, make the, make the commitment that much more uh, solidified when we can come to decisions together. And I'm not always going to be a hundred percent. She's not always going to be a hundred percent, but we, you know, together we're stronger. And so you end up coming to Texas. Did you already have a plan or were you coming mainly just, you know, to heal? And then, you you know, you knew you were going to be in fitness or did you come already saying, this is what we need to accomplish what were the things that that started taking place when you came back because you you obviously came back very different from the guy that left you're a little bit wiser your yeah. skin's a little bit thicker you're coming yeah. back with a wife a different armando's coming back you know a lot of wins you know some failures in there some challenges who showed up and what were his plans so while the house you know while the building was burning down over there in florida uh, you know, one of the main decisions, and I'm glad you brought this up. One of the decisions that we came up with was like, man, we need to do our own thing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we started actually, you know, during this whole time, setting money aside to buy equipment. Right. Yeah. So we were literally like, we knew that when we got back here, that we were going to want to do something for ourselves and, you know, be our own bosses and make our own schedules and all that good stuff. So we, you know, we started, we started before we left we made the decision, hey, we're going to invest this. Um, and I think it was a smart investment because the equipment that we bought, you know, we own it, right? Yeah. It's not leased. Like, we try to be very strategic. We didn't want to get into a bunch of debt. Um, and, and so we we ended up doing that. And that actually helped us, you know, get it off the ground. So coming back, we were like, man, you know what? We're going to do this no matter what. You know, we're not going to come back and go work for somebody else. We're going to come back and we're going to do this for ourselves. And, you know, you kind of burn the boats, so yeah. to speak. Right. So you either sink or swim, like you go out there, you're going to do this. You got to put your all into it. And yeah. so we did, you know, you know, 40, 50, I don't even know. We can't, can't even really count the hours. No, no, we're no. Doing. Yeah. There's a, there's a meme that's trending and it says, I used to work eight to five until I started my own business. Now I work 24 seven. Beep, you know, and the dude's like mad. He's upset, but but that's the truth, man. When it's you know, whenever it's a passion thing, whenever it's something that defines you, you know, there there is no clocking in, no clocking out. It's it's what's necessary when it's necessary. You've grown a lot from the moments when you won that competition to starting your business, losing some key friendships and, and relationships along the way. And every time I talk to you and see you, you maintain this positive attitude that, and, and quite frankly, you have to have that when you're training people because nobody wants to train with someone that's a Debbie Downer, man. And so what do you do to maintain, you know, such a positive aura to say, to help people lift people up so that they can work out with more positive vibes? Yeah. So I, I try to stay positive because the energy that I put out is what other people feel, yeah. right? If I go in somewhere and I have a, you know, I have negative energy, then it's going to be a negative outcome. I th- I've, I've always, you know, been 
you know, positive in, in terms, and again, when I say positive, that doesn't mean, doesn't mean like, oh, I'm happy all the time, mm-hmm. right? It just means that I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to good things yeah. to happen, right? So I try to instill that in my clients. I try to instill that in my friends, my family. You know, it, it's really about pivoting. Like when bad things happen, like, like not necessarily always looking at the bright side of things because mm-hmm. you have to learn, but you know, understanding that there's going to be, it's going to be sunny again. It's not yeah. always going to be a rainy day. I, I try to, I try to make sure that when my clients come in, that all my energy and focus is on the helping part. And if I come in with a negative feel or negative approach, that's going to rub off the wrong way. Like if I said, oh, yeah. Sammy, Hey, you know, I know you're working out. And you can only lift twenty pounds. Hey, man, you're you're. Why do you suck? Right? <laughs> why are you so weak, man? Why are you so weak, bro? <laughs> you know, versus yeah, you're you gonna beat me down. Yeah, no, nobody wants to be beat down. No, no, no. Okay, let me stop you because this for me for my okay. Whenever I came to work out with you, and I'm speaking for me, but I know this relates to people. But I don't want to be critical of of people's weight, like people. There's a lot of circumstances that go into it. I don't want to make it very one-dimensional, okay? But for me, when I when I came to you, I'm obviously out of shape. I'm obviously making bad decisions. So I'm in a sense, I'm walking in there, and I'm happy because I get to see you, say hi, and catch up, and all this mess. But inside, like I'm I'm really in a bad spot, man. Like I'm yep. I'm like, dude, I'm so just I let myself go, and uh, you know, look at Armando, he's not let himself go no but i feel bad dude like and it's not necessarily failure but my confidence is low right right what what strategies or tactics have you made it your goal to use like to help someone like me when i come in because that that's that's a hard walk of shame you know it's nice when you're in shape and you invest all this time i get it but when you go in for the first time after being off the wagon for a long time, and it's going to take months to get back in shape, how do you how do you help, or what things do you do to the, the, to help the, that individual? Yeah, the the main 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 thing is identifying why they're doing it in the first place. Yeah, right. And there's there's layers to that, right? So there's kind of like you know what I would consider like the seven layers of why. Yeah. So I ask the question. Hey, you know, why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I want to lose weight. Yeah. I say, well, okay, well, why do you want to lose weight? And so once you get to like the fourth or fifth why of like peeling back the onion, so to speak, oh, yeah. right, you really get to the deep, 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 deep layers of yeah. why they're actually motivated to come see you. Because when people come see you, they come see you at their weakest moment usually. Yeah. And so that that peeling back of you know, what is the, the, the main thing? What is the purpose of them doing it? Sometimes it's, Hey man, I really want to, I want to be alive for my kids. Yeah. You know, I want to be, you know, I I, want to be healthy for my partner. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be, I want to be able to take care of my grandchildren. Like the people look way, way. And so everybody's motivations are different. So it's really peeling back and understanding why they're doing it and, and coming up with the strategy of like, Okay, how am I going to help this person based on the reasons why they're doing it? And you're having to stand there and 
watch people almost want to quit right in front like yeah i was like dude i'm done like i need to quit like now obviously i was having some other issues you know i know we're tired of hearing the COVID thing so i for a while i hit a, a, a wall with my breathing but aside from that there was times where i was just doing something and i you know i couldn't bring myself to say dude i can't but i didn't want to man so what's helped you just when I see you work out, like I'm like, dude, that's enough. Like twenty five of those is good. And then but you keep going. What's the benefit of that push? You know, you're risking yeah. so much, but yet that's part of the that's part of the process. That's part of the process. You know, you you know, I, I tell people, you know, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're working out, I, mean, no, I like working out. Yeah. But but that doesn't mean I'm like, oh yeah, I get to work out today. You know, so sometimes it's like, man, I do not want to do. I'm just like everybody else. Yeah, I'm literally just like everybody. Else. I don't want to do this today, you know. But I made this commitment to myself, so I'm gonna do it. And I, I try to, <laughs> I try to find reasons why, like, I'm actually doing it. And so when somebody is in right there in front of me, and they're like, you know, they're like, man, I can't do anymore. And a lot of times it's they don't know what they don't know. You know, they don't know their own they don't know how far they can push themselves because they've never done it. They've never pushed themselves to yeah. an extent where they they're, they get to see the actual progress. Most people, they quit. They they quit within a few weeks of doing something mm-hmm. because it was too, too difficult. And it, it's really understanding, like, how can you turn that pain of sweating, feeling like you're going to throw up, feeling like you're yeah. you're you know you're gonna pass out how do i turn that into a positive and you turn it into a positive by being able to withstand that attack right you kind of build up the tolerance yeah, so yeah. to speak and let me how you how work common, the muscle how common is it for individuals to throw up <laughs> i'm just because i was like dude i was like please sam don't do not throw up do not in is, the be- it com- is it common? Have it's, you seen a lot of that? It's it, in the beginning when when you're out of shape, it's very common to to feel <laughs> nauseous. It's it's common, but again, it, it's understanding like where you're coming from, like how much recovery time you need. Like yeah. you you have to, once once you kind of get a, a, an idea of like what you can stand, then you can kind of like okay, I can dial dial this in a little bit. Right. And then you get just a little bit more fit. Right. And then you dial it a little bit more and then you just get a little bit more fit. Yeah. And then over time you look back and you're like, dang, you know, I was lifting 20 pounds. Now I'm lifting 50 pounds. Yep. At the time that that 20 pounds felt like 50 pounds. Yeah. Right. Tell but me. It, that's what it is. Tell me a little bit of like try to think of one person that you've trained who came in and, you know, they. They weren't paying attention to their nutrition. They weren't working out, and you know they were probably little, you know, their thirties or forties. And then you you saw them come in in a certain level of confidence. Okay, let's just say it was low, but you saw their trans their transformation, and then now they're a different person. What were some of the things that you? What? How did they overcome the challenges? Whenever they don't have what it takes to overcome them in the beginning, and then at the end. They had what it took. I mean, it just seems it's hard, man. It's a lot. It's a commitment. It, it's 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 the commitment. I I think it, there's no necessarily one um, 
one thing that they do. I think it's a collective thing that they do, like different strategies, different habits that they built. Yeah. And, you know, when you're trying to do a transformation, you're you're not going to come in with all the tools. Yeah. You're going to change one thing at a time. And it's a slow grab. And people want to change quick. We're, we live in a society today where, you know, take this pill, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, a liposuction and, you know, all the, all the get, get lean, get, get fit quick schemes out there. There is none. Sorry. Sorry to tell you. So I got a tweet for you. Okay. It says it's not quick. It's commitment. Yep. And is that what you're selling? Like you don't sell a, a bill of goods that it's quick and we can make, no, like you're, you're committed to learning, putting in the time, the sacrifice in the journey. You'll hit a, a point where you're, you're back and you're healthy. How do you sell that to someone who's in a hurry, right? Because they got a wedding in a month. Right, right. So everybody comes in with d- different things. And it's really about, and this sounds kind of crazy, but it's you you got to learn to to love the journey. Mm-hmm. Because you, you're going to hit, if you love the journey, you're going to hit milestones just by default. You know, if you love doing something and you're trying to get to point, you know, from point A to point B, but you're enjoying the process then it's much more likely a higher chance that you're going to succeed. So when it comes to fitness, it may not be, you know, some for some people, they love to go running. Some people love uh, boxing. Some people like lifting weights. Some people like, you know, whatever activity it is that they like, that they enjoy. And because they enjoy that activity and it makes them feel good, then they're going to continue to keep doing it. They They enjoy doing it so much that they don't stop. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he, you know, they, he came out with a, a cool uh, video the other, you know, this was maybe like last week. And the, the, the interviewer asked him, you're like, man, you're like 70 years, 70 years old. Yeah. And, and you still go to the gym. They, they asked him this, right? So his answer was, and this is great. He was like, well, I, you know, I ate breakfast yesterday, you know, yeah. I, you know, I put on my shoes yesterday you know, I made it part of my life. Like, I'm not going to stop doing this until I die. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a, and that that kind of, because he enjoyed lifting weights. And then this is kind of what some people need to, they need to find that, you know, what do they enjoy that's going to help keep them active. A lot of times it's not necessarily, oh, well, I want to be in the gym, you know, five to six days a week. Yeah. Some people that, like, hey, man, I want to go for a jog. And I want to be able to mm-hmm. not be feel like I'm going to throw up after this jog. Absolutely. Right. So it's that commitment and consistency. And that's really what that's really what I saw. I, I saw the commitment part of it. I don't I'm, I, I've never, you know, in my entire career have said, hey, man, you're going to lose, you know, 30 pounds in, in one month. Mm-hmm. Like this is not going to happen. You have to set realistic expectations. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned and I want you to hit it from two two perspectives, okay? The first one is, what have you learned from winning? <laughs> I can hardly say that. From winning, right? You, you, you were young. You were athletic. You won races when you were small. You entered the – you were the first whatever astronaut on the moon. I mean, when the <laughs> phys, Mr. Physique, you were the first one to win there. You, you, even, you had a good run, even though it, 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 it didn't go finish good. You had a good run with your business, 
you know, you've had a lot of victories. What, what have you learned from that? But then what have you learned? What are some of the big takeaways that you've had from pivoting and, uh, and obviously from some of the big challenges you've had? So I, I think what you learn from winning is, so when you win something, you're usually up against competition, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, the, the, I guess the, the one thing that you learn is in order to win, you have to be able to outlast your opponents. Yeah. So, you, you know, like they talk about how the king, the, the, the lion is the king of the jungle, but he's not the, he's not the fastest. That's true. Right. Yeah. He's not, he's not the, he's not the smartest, you know, but he has a mentality that he is the king of the jungle. Yeah. Right. So when you win, you have to have a mentality of, hey, I'm going to outlast you. I know you may be better than me at all these things, but you're not going to outlast me. Hmm. You know, and it, it teaches you that there's a lot of weak, you know, people. Yeah. I hate to say that. It's not not in a bad way, but what, what I'm trying to say is like there's a lot of people out there that are not willing to commit yeah. to like if they're going up against you, they're not willing to to do what you're doing. You know, some people, you know, if you get up at four o'clock in the morning, you know, you you hear of this, right? Like the 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 top one percent earners in America, you know, they all get up at four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. right? And why do you think that is? You know, I I feel like the reason they because it's like a chip on the shoulder. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna get up. Be, I'm gonna do so much more stuff before you even wake up. That by the time you get up, um, there's no way you can be. There's no way you can catch up. Yeah. So I feel like commitment and having the mentality of I'm gonna outlast. That's how you win. Mm. That's how you win. And what are some of the the big lessons that you've won from from some of your failures? How are you better from what you went through in in Florida? So I I feel like my failures in 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 a, a lot of different, just in a bunch of different areas, but particular uh, when it comes to failing at something that you really love, mm. yeah, right, is like you have to you have to look you have to look at why you failed and really understand uh, and and do like a self inventory of why you you know what what were the things that I've that I did wrong or that I did and, you know, not put the, you know, you put the, you can't put the blame on someone else because at the end of the day, you made all those decisions. Like every decision that I made going up into that situation, I made the decision to do all that. I, I made those choices. And so it's being accountable to yourself. Like a lot of times people, when, you know, let's say you have a, a, a job, and you go, you know, you work your nine to five and then you go and, and you start, you try to start a, uh, you know, a business, yeah. but you can't show up every day at seven o'clock in the morning. If you go to a regular job and they say, Hey, you got to work seven to three. If you show up late, yeah, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get fired. Yeah. So when you're doing something for yourself, you, you have to have the self-respect to still get up and start your day mm-hmm. at seven. If yeah. that makes sense. Like you 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 have to have so much more respect for what you're trying to do that you're not going to allow yourself to you just hold yourself at a at a higher standard. Yeah, it's easier to get lazy too when it's your own thing. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's a reason 
to commit more because it's your own thing. Right. Earlier, you mentioned about having some commitments that you've made to yourself that kind of help you in life and keep you focused. What are some commitments that maybe you made the young Armando, right? Like coming out of high school and college and when you're barely starting off and they're, they remain the same, they've, they've made it through the test of time. And, you know, and those are some commitments that you've made in yourself so that you can continue to make good choices and succeed in what you're doing. So, a lot of the a lot of the the commitments that I've made, like I would say that as early and this sounds crazy, as early as when I was running those races, which in was elementary at elementary school. Wow. Um, and my my dad actually kind of instilled this in kind of like all of my brothers mm-hmm. uh, and my sister was like, and he, <laughs> he said he says it in Spanish. Say it. Say it. So. It it, it it sounds kind of racist, but so he's, old, but he's don't read into but, it. But too he's much. old school, right? It, it sounds this way, but he, his his main his main takeaway is, is and I'll tell you in, in a second, right? So he'll say he'll say like right before the race, right, right, right before we go out and run this race, he's trying to pump us up, yeah, right. And so his goal is to, you know, he wants us to win, so he wants to give us the mentality of like. Don't let anybody beat you, mm-hmm. right? Don't don't ever let anybody beat you. And you know he would say like todo negro, todo chino, todo bolio, te caen a sus pies. So so defeat the, all everyone, everybody, every race, defeat them. Yes, but he yeah got so it. So he would say, but he would say it in a way like he would just like pump it up, like he would say thing things like that, and really like what that would do was like kind of give us this mentality of like. You know, nobody, nobody's going to outwork you was, it was kind of the, the, the mentality. Yeah. And so like throughout my, you know, I, from a kid, you know, going through high school, going, I've always, you know, looked at when other people were doing something and I felt like I was, I was, uh, holding back or like, I didn't want to do it. And then I saw somebody else doing the things that, or making them better and me just not doing it, it made it to where I was like, man, I just need to not stop because if I do stop, this person's going to beat me. Right. And it was always like this, you know, workhorse mentality. Like you're just going to go, 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 go. And no, you know, you're just going to take over the world type of thing. And mm-hmm professionally like obviously you don't want to you know just work yourself to to death yeah you know my wife will consider you know she considers me a workaholic i consider myself a workaholic um but you know not in an unhealthy way right yeah so you learn to you know as you get older like you know when it's time to you know dig in what when it's time to kind of hold back yeah but the 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 same remains is like I'm not going to let someone else dictate my outcome. I have a, a question. I'm just curious. This is just trivia, but when you were running, how how many how many races did you win? Because I remember at your at your mom's house, was just, y'all just had trophies and ribbons and medals on this like, on this shelf, and it was just full. How many do you remember? Like how many races you ran, and possibly how many you won? Um, uh, estimate. You, you know, it's funny, like. A lot of those medals were second place medals. Yeah. But you know who beat me? 
Your brother. My brother, David. My twin brother. And so it became a, uh, it was actually, it, it became a battle between me and him. Yeah. Like, I'm going to beat you. You're going to beat me. And some sometimes I would win. Sometimes he would win. But at the end of the day, when we got home, we're brothers. Yeah. So we're both winners. So literally, yeah, it was literally that. Like, you know, we, I don't need, I can't even count. Yeah. There's at least, I don't know, 20, 30 first place, second place medals in there. Yeah. Do you still have them? My mom still, <laughs> she yeah. still has them. <laughs> she, you go to my mom's house right now, there's, you know, kind of this little uh, area of the house where it's like a hallway. There's a bookshelf and it still has all these medals in there. It's like uh, a shrine to not only my accomplishments, but yeah. my brother's and my sister's accomplishments. Now I can't I can't do this interview. We've mentioned your dad, and I would be disrespectful if I didn't mention your mom. Tell we're going to finish with this. Tell me some things um, that your mom instilled in you that you hold dear to your heart, and it helps you day in day out um, as a man, as a businessman, and now as you know, you, you just had a baby as a father. Um, because I know that, that your boy, your mom, she's a special woman, man, with all your brothers and stuff. And what, what, what's something that, that she's given you that's, um, precious. Right. I I would say probably the, the most important thing that my mom has taught me is to, you know, to take care of, take care of your own. Like, so what I mean by that is like, my, you know, when me and my brothers were growing up, you know, the area that we lived in wasn't the greatest of areas. There was a lot of gangs. There was a lot of, um, it just wasn't a great area at the time. Um, obviously now, like it's kind of getting nicer and whatnot, but yeah, she, everybody she, wants to live there now. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. But <laughs> she, you know, she was always like, Hey, you need to watch out for your, your, your family. Yeah. Right. She, it was like a, that was like a very big thing. Like. You you need to uh, just make sure that talk to your brothers, talk to your sister, like have good relationships. She was always very much about, you know, sacrifice, like being able to sacrifice. Like she, you know, my, my dad worked a ton of hours when we were growing up. We really didn't see him much, actually. Yeah. We were, he was always at work. So everything, every, every, you know, everything that we would go to, my mom would drop us off. My mom would drop us off. And she was committed to making sure that we were able to get to those things, you know? And so, you know, commitment and making sure that, you know, we, you know, loved each other and to, to, to work hard. That was like, you know, my dad taught us that, but my, my, my mom is really the, she was the enforcer. Yeah. You know, if you know my mom and my dad, my, my dad's kind of like, a type B personality, kind of more laid back, chill. Yeah. And my mom is like type A. So she was very like, she was, you know, when we were growing up, it was, uh, you know, she would be kicking people out of the house all the time <laughs> because, you know, we had some friends that when we were growing up that were probably not the greatest of influences. And my mom could kind of see through all their stuff and she didn't want me around those people. Mm. So she was, she, you know, and you know what? And and one thing which is crazy is I, I I talk about how, you know, letting people in. Yeah. You know, my mom was always very about keeping her guard up, you know, and I wish I would have taken that more to heart later yeah. on because I just let somebody in. Um, and 
you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But she, she was the, she was the, you know, take care of your own, take care of your family and, you know, be, be there for them, sacrifice for them. I love it, man. If you are interested in, you know, getting healthy and and you want a good trainer, him and his wife, they're very committed. Obviously it runs deep and, uh, and you're great at what you do, man. I'm Appreciate gonna, it. I'm going to put all the info on the description below. Integra Training, they have. You're still doing online, and now you're doing in person as well, right? Yeah, you're doing both. both. Yeah, we bought for both. And, and and obviously, he does one-on-ones. Amazing. So you know, but I hope you find inspiration in this in this interview in this story, as he shared a lot with us. And you know, I just want to encourage you to keep going man and i know that there's challenges in life and and we fail at certain things but you know the goal is to keep going keep taking a step forward and not quit and so armando thank you man. i had fun i think people are gonna appreciate be, it be like sam you were so unprofessional but anyways <laughs> this um this was great thank you for coming and uh we'll see y'all on the next one